Right, so welcome along to this new edition of the Long Haul Podcast where myself and Gavin are re- reviewing uh, last night's epic encounter of Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. Katie, of course, coming out on top in an epic battle. Myself and Gavin are uh, only after about three hours sleep. Gavin, of course, writes for the 42.ie. He was writing all night. I was doing a bit for balls.ie and the longhaulpodcast.com. But we're here anyway to review the, the fight before Gavin catches a flight home. Gavin, the greatest buck boxing fight in women's females female boxing history did it live up to expectation yeah it literally was i think the greatest boxing match ever to take place between two women at least in the professional ranks and taylor mentioned in the presser afterwards mike that she felt as though it exceeded the billing that they had given it and like bearing in mind they were trying to sell a fight for months in advance of it you can sometimes question the legitimacy of like how big an event actually is and when you're on site then last night you actually realize the true magnitude of it not only the two protagonists and how legitimately world-class they are and skilled they are and the bottle both of them showed in 10 rounds of absolute war but equally 19,000 people the Irish and the Puerto Ricans amalgamating to create one of the best atmospheres I've ever heard in any sporting arena probably the best boxing atmosphere I've ever heard and yeah it was a special night wasn't it like I feel privilege to be there and sometimes when you're covering these events and i'm lucky enough to do it and i don't take it for granted it still feels like nothing at times because if you do it regularly the the novelty wears off but last night was one where i was actually like wow like i would be able to tell people in 40 50 years time hopefully that i was there that night and i genuinely think it is a an irish sporting moment that belongs in the pantheon of the very best the very best of them yeah Absolutely. Eddie Hearn said it was one of the greatest fights ever in Madison Square Garden. Of course, we've Ali Fraser in uh, the fight of the century 1971. So it was right up there. And like, go through with us how, why it was such a, such a, an epic, grueling, attritional battle where luckily for us Irish, Katie came out on top. She looked like a man, a man Serrano started well, you could say, on the front foot. And Katie, of course, got caught in the fifth. But walk us through the couple of rounds. I think why it became such a good fight is because Katie Taylor is actually nuts. Like, I think she's a lunatic, you know? You wouldn't think it speaking to her outside of the ring, but I actually think she's a bit of a sicko. The way she uh, opts for almost the nuclear option in some of these battles where she's getting it put on her, and rather than doing what most people would believe to be the smart thing and trying to get out of dodge or tying her opponent up or just being a little bit cute, she almost lets her pride get in the way, often to a fault, and it provided this spectacular show then as a result last night. As you mentioned in that fifth round, I mean, that's the round to, or one of the rounds to, um, that was easiest to break down. And so far as I would have scored it actually a 10-8 round for Serrano, such was her dominance in it. Beat Taylor from pillar to post. It was uncomfortable viewing. I think a lot of Irish people around the arena were panicking. The Puerto Ricans were going absolutely mad. They smelled blood. And the fact that Taylor didn't touch down is testament to... Not only her character, but her conditioning. Like, bear in mind her trainer, Rossinamoy, that's his background, or that's at least his probably predominant level of expertise, area of expertise. And he's taken a lot of flack in her recent fights for what have been very flat performances by her own standards. And last night, any other fighter in the world would have been buckled by what Amanda Serrano dished out to Katie Taylor in the fifth round. Not only was Taylor not buckled by it, but she actually wore their way back into it and took control of the fight as far as I saw it down the stretch and that's the way most people at ringside saw it as well so I think it's Taylor's penchant for a tear up as she puts it often makes for a spectacle but equally like just two 
fairly evenly matched fighters. They're very different fighters. They have different strengths and different weaknesses. But those two styles blended together magnificently to just create like uh it was a fight for the ages and and do you know what whatever about uh where it ranks in the great madison square garden fights i would have to say it's right up there because i don't think boxing gets much better than that but one thing i'll say from the point of view of an irish sports fan and somebody who admires katie taylor objectively like that was the stand of a great champion a truly great sporting champion not just a boxing champion but like that's what separates her from the rest of the world that's why she has become the athlete that she has become yeah you see you say she's she's nuts you look at her demeanor she's always softly spoken as as we know and she just finds this courage this energy and it's almost recklessness at some stage in the sixth round she was leaning forward into she was getting a, a beat down again in the sixth round for, for 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 many exchanges and she was almost falling into serrano as if she was just just take me and she just just exhaustion i think mike you know what i mean and like one thing i'd say about the sixth round is she actually landed a fair bit of her own work as well like which when you consider how bad the fifth round was for her again your instinct as a trainer would be to tell her get on your bike for the next round get the almost get the blood flowing again not literally but it's almost like trying to um rediscover a little bit of solidity in your legs and just you know shake yourself out and hope that you're not cost or going to remain wobbly for the next couple and katie again just sort of went for it like she tried to almost set the record straight in that round and it might have cost her again because she did swallow some big shots as you mentioned she was kind of falling forward i think because she pro- probably still wasn't fully right from the previous round but at the same time she landed a couple of if memory serves a couple of straight rights down the pipe that um probably belied the state that she was in you know what i mean and again it's that um that sort of, uh, I don't know, it, it's an unquantifiable uh, trait that she has, like this, uh, you can call it character or whatever, but it's it's like a champion spirit. Like yeah. it's something that very few people have and she's clearly had since she was about 15 years of age. She refused to be denied and she willed that fight in her own direction, which it's not even a sort of a tangible thing. It's It's actually hard to describe and yet... When you're watching it, it almost makes sense. It's almost you see the human spirit in her. And that's not, again, not to take anything away from Amanda Serrano because in the 10th round, when they're going absolutely rock em, sock em at each other, Serrano actually looked like she was out on her feet a little bit. I, I Like the Irish were going nuts. Suddenly, it was like the Irish smelled blood and there was an opportunity there for Taylor to uh, win it by stoppage, which would have been amazing. But Serrano out of nowhere then comes back and just swings for the fences almost in self-defense. And, you know, you see this, like that 10th round is going to go down in Boxing Legend. I'm pretty sure that's one of the great rounds that certainly that is one of the great rounds to take place in Madison Square Garden and the best round of women's boxing I've ever seen. Because as much as it was almost desperate from both, the quality was still there in some of the shots where you were just thinking, how have you even produced that at this moment after 18, 19 minutes of trench warfare? The slug, the total slug at the end. Could you see, did you see a way back for Katie at all in the fifth and sixth round? Uh, no, I didn't. And I probably should learn to trust her more at this point. Uh, no, in fairness, the fifth round was so dramatically one-sided that it was very difficult to make the case for 
Taylor coming back into it. I, like, what did you think yourself when you were watching it? Do you kind of give her any shot of pulling it out from I, there? I, I thought it was only it was she was a second away from being la- hit uh, hit with another shot to be flattening her back on the canvas, or the ref was going to stop it. That's yeah. how that's that, that's how bad of a beatdown she was getting at that time. Yeah. How I couldn't see any way back for her. I couldn't see how she could regroup and pick off those rounds, which she did. I yeah. think there was three judges. Or the ju- it was a split decision, but they were, they were unanimous in the last three rounds. Yeah. All yeah. went to Taylor championship rounds you know it's a cliche but there's a reason why coaches really make that emphasis to their fighters is that not only do you need to win individual rounds I mean the Serrano you could argue created the perception that she was winning the fight based on that fifth round even though it was actually probably close on the scorecards but winning the fight down the stretch and winning those championship rounds it does create the sense that you've won the fight as well so like I think the reason why there isn't more contention around this decision, and I've seen very little. The only sort of people I've seen complaining about the scores are Jake Paul, you know, I don't really, who cares, and a lot more people who sort of don't understand boxing, you know. Like Paul tweeted out the uh, CompuBox stats, I think, like total punches landed, and it's like, that's not how the sport is scored. It's scored on a 10-9 basis yeah. round by round. And I think the fact that Taylor did seize control of it down the stretch into the championship rounds meant that by the end of it, when she was announced the winner, it was like, yeah, Jesus, like she did it. And it sort of felt as though she was going to do it very late on. So I'm at, and I'm glad of that because we've had fights of hers in the past, the first Delphine Pursuit one where everybody was up in arms or so many people were up in arms, both sides of the Atlantic about the decision. I scored that fight a draw that time at MSG in 2019. But last night, I didn't think it could be disputed that Taylor had won the fight. It was incredibly close. I would have had it... 95-94 because I would have scored the fifth round 10-8 to Serrano as well and yet I thought there was a clear winner um, I don't think you could make the argument for Serrano winning the fight bearing in mind that boxing is scored round by round yeah. and we were, at, we were at that fight as well Gab that was the last that was the last time she fought Delphine scooted out she bolted from the arena last night Serrano was gracious in defeat and so was her her backroom team Jake Paul maybe but you could, <laughs> you could see both camps at the end there's been a bit of history there yeah. they all they seemed to they didn't seem they didn't take it really as a loss they were just accepting of the magnitude of the actual event and what they just saw yeah you've actually summed it up perfectly I think that was the impression I got from them was to have played such a significant role in it and for Serrano as well to have fought in front of so many Puerto Ricans people over from Brooklyn but equally I think a few hundred up from Puerto Rico itself it must have been special for her like she's sought that sort of recognition for the entirety of her professional boxing career and it's only since taylor has come along that she has and i, I don't mean this in a, a demeaning way but that she's been able to almost latch onto taylor's name and make a name for herself even though her quality was always uh, commensurate to gaining far more attention um so like for her to have uh, played a 50 percent role in a fight of the year contender against a truly great champion and to have almost won it, to know that you will probably, if you want to have an opportunity for a rematch where you can make, I don't know, $1.5, $1.6 million, something in that region, I suppose you wouldn't be too too, too disappointed, would you? Like, it's just, I think the uh, overwhelming emotion in everybody was that this was a special thing to witness. And I thought the overwhelming emotion from Serrano was that it was a special thing to be directly a part of. Last word, I know you're running for to Newark Airport, Gab. Uh, Eddie Hearn is saying it, Katie is saying it, Crow Park. Uh, do you think that will happen? Do you think she'll sell out Crow Park? Or what do you think is the, the next move for Katie? I don't know if they'll do it next. 
but I think it's on the cards now for the first time in a long time. Four or five years, it was an impossibility just due to professional boxing's inextricable link to gangland feuds in Dublin, especially. Uh, and people can can read up on that. <laughs> if I if I get into it properly, I will miss the flight. But I do think for the first time with with Daniel Kinnan under pressure with MTK Global out for the count. They're taking this uh, seriously, the prospect of going to Dublin. Whether or not she sells out Croke Park, I think if you bring four or five, maybe 6,000 Irish people over to New York for one of your fights, there is a chance you could probably pack out Croke Park near your hometown and where you're a national hero. So the only way to top last night is to do it at home, isn't it? And I think that's the natural progression. And you know what, I would love for it to be a way for her to bow out, but I don't think we're going to be having that conversation quite yeah, yet. Yeah, she said she's not going to retire anytime soon. I'd almost feel let down if she went to Crow Park. I want, I want all the Katie fights here in Madison Square Garden, but it is what it is. Gavin, thanks very much. And if you want to catch up Gavin on the42.ie, all his fantastic reports are up on the42.ie. That's Gavin Casey. Thanks for listening.